Hey, I'm Vinny. And I'm Nat. And this is the Relatively Fit Podcast. Hello. Hi. <laughs> wow. Is that better? Because last week you tried to say that I was moaning. And I'm not going to have it. <laughs> you were slightly low vibrational last week. No, I wasn't. I was just sharp. Oh, my gosh. Okay, yeah, welcome. <laughs> yes, this is what I'm used to. Yes, <laughs> yes. Hello. Hi, friends. <laughs> you all right? I'm fine. Are you asking them if they're all right? I'm asking them. I'm asking you. I'm asking everyone. Yeah, I'm I'm good. I'm good. I feel good. <laughs> <laughs> right. No, I I do like I've had a good day today. Lovely. <clears throat> had some good classes. Um I actually spoke about you in in some of my classes today. <gasps> Never. Um which obviously I'm not going to say now because we're going to get into it in this episode. Um and then what else did I do? Yeah, I just laid the to-do list today. Excellent. Yeah, I feel I feel very accomplished today, which is nice. It's nice to feel like that on a Monday, especially. Yeah. Because it's like you set the tone for the week, innit? Yeah. So yeah, I feel accomplished. Um, I'm definitely gonna be in bed by about 10 p.m. I'd say. We'll uh, see. Need to catch up on home and away <laughs> and uh night day fiance and yeah. Well, well, I have insomnia, so I won't be going to bed by 10 o'clock. That's for sure. Um, well, I say go to bed. I mean, like, I'll be, be in, in the bed. I'll be in the bed. <laughs> I don't really. <laughs> I You'll don't really know. In the bed. I don't really know what time I'll be sleeping. But you'll be in the bed. But I'll be in the bed, innit? Fair enough. Yeah. Well, actually, I've been in bed all day. (laughs) I'm very tired. Want to know why? Well, you know why anyway. Do I? (laughs) Of course you do. Yesterday was October the 4th and it was the virtual London Marathon. Or the Virgin Money London uh-uh, Marathon. They know. <laughs> I know. I know. Let me take my jumper if I'm hot. Yeah, it's quite warm, isn't it? Yeah, that's what happens when you make yourself warm because people don't want to be turning on the heating. Well, you know what? And then you got to layer up. I know. And then, yeah. But those heating bills are no joke, but still you can't be cold. It's October. It's October. Mm. I need a wee. Anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot of information to be given um, to people right now. Yeah, I know. I should have gone before we started, but oh well. Um, That's I've like got when you've got, you say to the child, muscles. you say to the child, we're leaving. Do you want Let's to go, go to the toilet? toilet? No. Are you sure? No. Oh, is it yes or no? <laughs> no. Oh, oh is yeah. No. Oh. I'm sure. Yes. Is it yes? Meaning yes, I'm, I'm sure. sure. And then you're in the car and literally you've got to the bottom of the road and turned left. I want to wee wee. <laughs> it's like, well, I'm sorry. You can't wee wee. You otherwise. can't wee wee, no. We've passed the stage where we leave a potty in the back of the car. You can't be doing that business. Come on now. Oh, you're going to no. have to hold it. Half an hour, no sweat. You're a child. Oh my God. <laughs> okay. Inspo of the week. Shall we get? Shall we get down to the inspo? Inspo of the, uh... of the week. Bottom. So the tone of this week was <laughs> not quite there. It's a little bit low of vibrational. It's a little bit low vibrational. Oh. <laughs> can we? Can we have another run, please? Okay. <clears throat> inspo of the week. So the vibrato wasn't quite there. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Are you paying for Mariah Carey? Do you know what? It's both the week, isn't it? Let's go. Oh. oh. 
Oh. Okay, so it's my turn this week. This is actually courtesy of Google. So I was doing a bit of reading and I came across a Google doodle of this lady and I just thought she was absolutely amazing. Her name is Arati Saha or Arati Gupta. Um, she was born in 1940. Sorry, I'm shuffling. Okay. Are you comfy? Yeah. Okay, I'll continue. Continue. <laughs> she was an Indian Bengali lady and she was a long distance swimmer. And she was best known for becoming the first Asian woman to swim across the English Channel on the 29th of September, 1959. And she was the first Indian sportswoman to be awarded the Padma Shri. I hope I'm saying that right. Um, and What's that's, that? Well, it is, it's like a civilian award um, and one of the highest awards in India that someone can get. Um, so yeah, it's a really big deal basically. Um, so yeah, she was a swimmer and she was a bit of a prodigy. She started swimming at the age of four and then obviously people spotted how talented she was and then she just sort of grew into her sport. Um, she did the freestyle long distance, um, and she was really good at the breaststroke as well. And, um, yeah, she just excelled at swimming. Her first attempt to cross the channel failed because I think um the water was really choppy and um some strong winds came in so she had to abandon her attempt but then I think the second time she did it she was successful so I just thought it was a wonderful story for you know an Indian woman being born in 1940 to like achieve you know something as wonderful as that so I was really taken by her story and you know, details about her life as well. So my inspo of the week is Arati Saha or Arati Gupta. So there you go. Inspo of the week. Da-dum. Normally it's Budum. Budum. How's that? You're tired. <laughs> <laughs> Now you know. Ugh. I'm trying, you know, I'm trying. Um, it's okay. Shall we? Well, we've already told everybody why you're so tired. Yeah. So, I mean, talk us through it. How was it? It was From horrific. start to finish. Horrific. Give us a little breakdown. Of, okay. Of your journey. So... The morning of, I did my flat lay. So for anyone that doesn't know, it's where you get all your kit together, everything you're wearing and your gels and your water bottle and whatever, and you spread them out on the floor and you kind of take a picture of them and say, this is my flat lay, this is what I'm wearing tomorrow. So it's all the kit for you to be ready to go with. So I did my flat lay and at that point I was really excited, had a nice meal planned out my breakfast so I was really excited what so, did you have for breakfast for breakfast I had porridge with peanut butter in it and I wanted to set do off you early mix your peanut butter or do you dollop your peanut butter oh oh well I'm an equal opportunities person <laughs> so I dollop it in and then slightly integrate it, not fully, because I like chunks of stuff. <laughs> okay, because I find, yeah, that when you dollop, yeah, like it makes your porridge quite thick. Like if you get a chunk of peanut butter, you yeah, know when peanut butter sticks to the roof, you of get your dry mouth because <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh. Yeah, Sandy. So I feel like I'm a mixer, but then also at the same time, like you know, when you have a dollop, you get more of the flavor. That's it. So like when you mix it, it just kind of it's kind of like oh, like, yeah, it dissipates. Do you know what I mean, anyway, yes. I don't know why I brought that into the conversation, but it is quite important. Are you a dolloper or a mixer? But as I said, I do a bit of it's both. It's like you know, um, <laughs> I don't know if you remember that advert. And I, I know it's talking about toilet again, maybe because I need to go wee. But 
it was Andrek's advert. Yeah. And it was like, are you a scruncher or a folder yes. of the toilet paper? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of like that. It's kind of like that, yes. But with peanut butter. With peanut butter, <laughs> yeah. For a more pressure, pleasurable experience. So, yeah. So, so you I, had your breakfast. I half you dolloped, half swirled. The porridge. Porridge. And a lot of runners, obviously, as you know, you visit the bathroom. So I did that. Um, and I got my kit on and I just kind of took some time to myself. The house was quite quiet. So I just sat down on my laptop for a bit and just kind of passed the time away. Um, my intention was to start at maybe eight o'clock. But I thought nine would be better because I'm one of these people when I go running, I have to eat two or three hours before some people can literally eat and then within half an hour they're out the door I can't do that it makes me feel sick it churns everything up in my stomach so I had breakfast at six half past six something like that so at quarter to nine well I had all my kit on and everything ready to go I already knew that the forecast said it was going to be bad so I already had that fixed in my mind. But on top of that, um, my womb decided to get really angry with me two days early. So ladies, you know what that means. So I had to go and sort that out. So, I mean, we're going to talk about, you know, running and periods and stuff on another episode. But not basically, just running. You're making everyone think this I podcast know. is about running. It's not. I know exercising uh. or doing some type of fitness activity while you are menstruating. Oh <laughs> so I had my angry womb to deal with. Um, so I quickly packed some paracetamols as well. So at about five past nine, after a lovely pep talk from Vinny over there. Did I give you a pep talk? What did I yeah, say? Yeah, you did. Stand there. Do this. Let me take pictures. What are you doing? Do you remember the route? <laughs> so it was kind of like... I mean, to be fair, it was only because, yeah. <laughs> I know that Nat's navigational skills aren't too fantastic. Tragic. And you have to remember, this is a virtual race. So, like, there's no one to tell you where to go. There's no one that can help you. And we... We planned a route the night before. Yeah. That was like, I wouldn't say it was complicated. I think it was pretty straightforward, but it was, I mean, I guess it was like 13 miles out from home and then 13 miles back, which is obviously a long way. Mm-hmm. Um, But then last minute, because of the change in weather and the change in circumstances, yeah, um, we changed the route. So I just wanted to make sure, because I get... I feel like I get more nervous for other people than I do for myself sometimes. And I was just nervous that she wouldn't remember the new route, which was actually a really like straightforward route. Because it was just straight out, straight back. Like (laughs) if you got lost on that, I'd seriously- There's something wrong. Yeah, there's a problem. (laughs) Like you've got a problem, (laughs) sort it out. Um, But yeah, I just wanted to make sure that she was okay and that she was happy and that she wasn't going to do it any last minute changes which she tried to do and I told her no I was very forceful and I said, <laughs> she was no. very firm because no but the thing is when you plan it and then you've got the the calculations right to then be doing some some next lap somewhere else it just yeah. throws off the calculation and then you're going to finish in a place that you didn't intend to finish at Indeed. and then you're going to be like well how am I getting home because <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's where you come in. Um, hi, can you come and pick me up? I'm in uh high street somewhere no. near a coffee shop. No, <laughs> you know the one. That's not how it works. But yeah, I but just wanted true. to make sure that she was okay, um, and feeling confident. Yeah, because, and I mean, I guess we'll talk about this later. But virtual racing is like completely different to normal racing and especially a race of that caliber I believe yes like the London like it's a it's a world major it's a it's a big deal yeah definitely so to go from that to literally running solo Mm. is like is worlds apart 
But anyway, so you've had your you've had your breakfast and you set out at nine a.m. So talk us through like the highs, the lows, the journey of the twenty six miles. <laughs> what the lows, the lows, and the very lows. Oh no, <laughs> no, there were there were high points, quite a few high points. Um, okay, so I left you and. I was feeling confident and I had in my head, okay, keep your pace. You know, the London Marathon kind of pushed the idea that it was your pace, your way. And basically, unlike the regular marathon, you had 24 hours to do it. So you could do a half marathon, come back and have some dinner and then go out again. You could do it around your garden. You could do it on a treadmill. You could break it up however you wanted to break it up. I know some people ran with family members and children. So I thought because of the weather, once you're out in it and you're wet, you're out in it and you're wet. So I thought I just want to do the whole thing and get it done. Because if it's for me to go out, do half, come back and my mum's cooked. I don't know how people game do over. that, you know. I no, really don't. it's tough. Because, you know, even... So basically, I think Nat will tell this part of the story as well. But I ran part of the route with Nat. And there was a point where I left her to go back home. And was waiting for her so that she'd do the lap again, if that makes sense. And I'll pick her up on her way back. Um, So I went home. Obviously, it had been raining. I was wet. I was sweating. And I took those clothes off and I like put them to the side. And then when I was tracking her and saw that she was approaching home again, and then I had to put those clothes back on and get out. Oh my God, I wanted to scream. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, no. You know, the house is warm and you have something to eat and you're just like, oh, Kishi, this is nice. And mum hit it out the park with the cooking because- That honey glazed chicken. Listen. Oh my gosh. So yeah, it's, it's hard. And I think I, if- I was doing the full 26, I would be the same where Mm. I'd just be like, you know what? I'm just going to do it one time. And when I go home, I'm not coming out again. Yeah. Um, so yeah, anyways, carry on. Sorry. I'm just like, no, no, that's fine. Interrupting your storytelling. No, no, that's absolutely fine. Natalie's storytelling time. Everybody sit on the mat, crossed leg. Crossed leg. (laughs) Shush you at the back. Did you wet yourself? Did you wet yourself? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I set off in the rain. It was torrential. And I was soaked within sort of 10 minutes. But I thought, well, look, this is the situation. And, you know, I've mentioned the David Goggins book that I read before about kind of like looking at your situation and saying, right, You've placed yourself here. You're doing this because you want to. So just get on with it. So literally, I had to have that mindset because, I mean, when I did the Loch Ness Marathon, the weather was dreadful. I mean, it was in the Highlands and there were no cover, no buildings and very few trees. But as we ran down into town, um, it dried off. But yesterday, it was the same conditions, but continuously. There was no let up. There was no let up at all. Literally none. And obviously running under trees, you get pelted a bit more. Cars were splashing, but I held it together and I kept running. I had my music. Um, my playlist was sorted again from a couple of days before. And I just started, you know, thinking happy thoughts, thinking about my family, my friends, And also what helped a lot was seeing other runners out doing the same thing. So I didn't feel alone. Um, On my second loop back to the house. um, No, on the first loop out, actually, uh, this lady came running up beside me and she was like, good morning. And I was like, oh, hi. So I took my music out. And she said, oh, I could see you're doing the London Marathon. And I was like, yeah. And, you know, she said, oh, I'll run along with you. And she ran with me for about 10, 15 minutes, which was lovely. It was so nice. Never met this woman before, never seen her before. And, you know, we just ran together and we were talking. 
And she said she was just out for a little jog for herself and she was going to knock for her sister. Um, and they were going to go for a little run together. So she said, oh, I'll come to the end of the road with you. So we went along and then she said, all right, I'm going to leave you now. Good luck. And I might see you on the way back. So I was like, okay, take care. And then I put my earphone back in and then I heard beep, 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 beep. So I thought maybe there was something going on in the traffic. And then I kind of looked to my right and this woman was waving at me going, keep going, you're doing fantastic. And it really gave me a lift. It really did. Um, because at that point, I mean, I was soaked already and I was still trying to keep the happy thoughts going. But having, you know, acknowledge from acknowledgement from other people really helped because on a normal course in a normal race, if anyone's raced before or run before or even whatever sport you do, the crowd can lift your mood and can really, you know, help you to perform. But of course, this is virtual, so there's no crowd. So you have to lift yourself. So having acknowledgement from people driving past in cars and people waving at me out of windows was really lovely. It was really, really lovely. And so on my loop back, because it was like an out and back, out and back of five miles each to make up the marathon distance. On the way back in, um, I think I'd got to about six miles at that point. And someone pulled up alongside me and went, hello, Nat. And literally, I lost it. <laughs> I'm going to have to move away from the microphone because I went, ah! I like, think, <laughs> um, we posted that story today. But when I went back to look at it, I think it got deleted. Really? So we might, I'll post it again. Oh, I'll post it again. Because, because that was that was like, and the caption as well was just... Yeah. Because <laughs> literally, it was genuine because it's like, I don't know, you've gone somewhere and you don't, you're in a room full of people that you don't know. And then you see someone you know yeah. and your eyes lock and then that is it. You make some kind of guttural from your stomach noise and that's exactly like what I did. Um, Someone that you haven't seen in like years. Yeah. And this noise just comes out of your mouth. You're like, ah. (laughs) (laughs) So when I saw said person, am I allowed to say who it is? We've said his name on here already. When I saw Millie, I fell out. Oh, we ain't called him that. Oh, Oh, haven't we? Sorry. (laughs) Andre. (laughs) When I saw Andre... The reaction was genuine because I was so glad to see him. I was really glad to see him. He came along on his bike and he was like, all right, Nat, how you doing? And I ran and we talked. Um, I was still feeling strong at that point at just over six miles. Um, But having him there really helped me along. Um, So he stayed with me about three and a half four miles so when he left me I was approaching 10 miles so I was going steady I was going strong and at that point I thought okay well I want to reserve a bit of energy because the marathon really humbles you you start off thinking yeah I can conquer the world and then the marathon will slap you in your mouth and say, all right, slow your roll. You know, you you just need to... You love that saying, isn't it? Yeah. Where's it even come from? I don't know, but it just, it's just like slow, just step back. I love it because it, it's just fitting. Just slow your roll. Yeah, slow your roll because you can really get ahead of yourself and pacing is key because you don't want to go out guns blazing because 26.2 miles is a distance and you have to respect it you know a lot of people say ah it's just down the road no it isn't in whose world please in people that don't know like I've said to people oh yeah I've run a marathon oh well it's not that far is it if you don't shut (laughs) your mouth it's not that far. Yeah, someone said to me, "Are you well, mad? Do you know? Do you know? Some days I drive to Stratford from here. Right. So basically, South London to Stratford, uh, where we are, thirteen miles mm. in the car. That is long. 
Yeah. Like, imagine in the car, you go there, you come back, that's a marathon. Yeah. It's long. Well, that's it's the thing. Long. I think it's hard for people to see in their mind's eye, even what a mile looks like. And you know what? That's why I'm always like, I my hope is that everyone in the world runs a marathon at least mm. once in their lifetime. Absolutely. And not only just to feel the distance in their body, but like to really respect like their own body and mm. the work it takes to, to do that. And then also the amount that you learn about yourself mm. because it can be a very lonely journey. Yeah. Um, it's really yeah. humbling as well. Yeah. And I think... Not that you need to run a marathon to like prove anything, but no. like, I just feel personally what what it's done for me. I don't know what it's done for you, but like, just almost like how transformative it can be. Yeah. Um, and what you can learn from it. And just to, it's like a bucket list thing as well. Like yeah, just to be like, oh, it is. I done, I done. Kudos, this. yeah. Yeah. Um. Well, it's it has done a lot for me. It's very humbling. And like I said, it makes you slow down and think because I think we've discussed it before, like where I said about breathing, you only kind of recognise your breath when you can't breathe or you only recognise what your body does when it doesn't do what you want it to do, whether you get sick or Mm. if something happens to you. And I think a marathon really humbles you in that way because you feel everything Mm. and it makes you appreciate everything. Yeah, You know, your little toe that you don't think about, if you've got a little problem with that little toe. (laughs) Fam, you'll feel that little toe. You will feel it. Your little toe, the tiniest part of your body will say, yo, you forgot about me. Well, you feel everything and it humbles you as well. I mean, not for this virtual race, but uh, I think it was the Berlin Marathon. And I saw this lady and she had curvature of the spine. And just seeing her cover the distance and literally this poor lady could only look at the floor and it really grabbed my heart I was like you know I'm complaining look at this woman she can't even look up but she's doing her thing and she's going for it so yeah I think it is a thing where it does make you think about a lot and what your body does and what it can do for you so back to um your race yeah when did it start getting tough for you mile 16 Uh, okay so mile mile 16 16. if it was on the proper route Mm. if my mind serves me correct that would be around canary wharf bit yeah and i hear that bit's really dry or whatever yeah and I guess maybe that came for you at the right time because when I did, both times I did London Marathon, that was the bit I hated the most. Mm. Oh, it was awful. Anyway, so carry on. Mile 16 for you was... Well, funny you say that. I'll just jump in and say that um, at that point, yeah. So I'll go back slightly when Vinny was talking about the route. Now, the marathon app didn't track you to where you were. It tracked you as if you were on the London Marathon route. Sorry to cut you. Yeah, I'm just having a look on the map. And mile 16 is like, yeah, Isle of Dogs. Right. 17, 18 is going into Canary Wharf. So yeah, between mile 16 and mile 19 for me was just on both occasions mm. the worst bit yeah so it's, so it's kind of the same yeah okay continue go on so yeah so mile 16 which would be at that point um i started to get some pain well okay let me think about this i wouldn't say pain i would say discomfort obviously because you know i had my period as well so i had a lot of cramping in my lower stomach 
and the cramps were kind of going down my legs and it wasn't it didn't hurt it was just uncomfortable because like running is kind of like you know you're moving from one foot to the other and obviously you're bearing a lot of weight through one foot to the other and you're doing that consistency consistently for a long time so just putting one foot in front of the other was really really difficult um I did have to duck into a pub and the people were so nice literally large up county arms in Wandsworth innit (laughs) go to county arms but yeah they were nice yeah so literally um at this point Vinny had joined me on the run and I was so grateful to see her again I made some kind of guttural noise from my mouth and um I have to interject here (laughs) interject here um and just say how impeccable my planning and timing skills are. It was, yeah. Because I said I was going to meet Nat at certain points and I was there. And then she was like, can I get some water? And then I went to the petrol station and I drove past her because I was in my car to catch her up. I drove past her, parked up with my hazards on and the key still in the ignition. And as you came to cross the road, I jumped yes. out my car and handed you the water like I was the water boy on the route and then quickly ran back in my car because obviously I'm in Wandsworth, South London. So anyone could have jumped in. Listen. <laughs> anyone could have jumped in. Um, and then I went and I parked up and then I ran back to meet her. This so, is yeah, a race director give, in the making, you know. I have to give myself impeccable. a pat on the back for that. Absolutely. If you um, turn around, I'll do it for you. <laughs> <laughs> but, 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 yeah. <laughs> impeccable timing impeccable I have to say, timing like, I don't especially like this is like your time and your show and like your no, win no, no. but I have to say like <laughs> I did so well yesterday You d- listen <laughs> none of us exist in isolation unless you live on a rock or under a rock okay yeah. and it's your team that supports you and she did the thing. She did it. Everything I needed, she was there for. When I was feeling low and I turned a corner, she was there. When I needed a drink, she just popped up in a little blue car. She was there. <laughs> when I was running across the road and getting splashed and everything and I was just feeling bad, all I heard was, bip, 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 bip. when I turned around, there she was, drawing attention to me. <laughs> So she was there all the time. So just past mile 16 now where I wasn't feeling so great. She was like, oh, I wish I'd have bought the heat patch. And I was like, oh, funny you say that. It was in your bag. It was in the bag. Who gave me the heat patch? Vinny did. So I'd packed it in from the night before. Um, But I didn't even consider bringing one. So again, race director in the making. Very good. Thanks. so we went to the pub. What was it? Let's big them up again. The County Arms. County Arms. So I was like, I need to put this heat patch on my lower stomach. And we kind of went to the door and I was like, they're not going to let us in. I look like a tramp. And like, I haven't got a mask. And the guy was like, oh, hi. I had oh. to, I, I spoke to the guy. Yeah. I was just like, <laughs> you can't turn away someone who's running a marathon by themselves. So I was like, hi. Um, <laughs> my sister's just running the marathon, but she needs to use the bathroom. Can she use the bathroom? And he was like, yeah, of course. Um, Have you got a mask though? And I was like, oh shit. No, we, we haven't. <laughs> Look at me. And then he was like, oh no, we do have a box of masks. So you can take one and then use the bathroom. So they were really nice. Uh, he was like a magician. He was like, you don't have a mask? No problem. And then he just he whipped just out, whipped this, out box. this box. <laughs> we have them here. I was like, oh, thanks. So literally, I walked through this lovely looking pub, um, sweating and looking like a pig <laughs> with all the diners looking at me like, oh gosh, they let anyone in here, don't they? <laughs> so I quickly went to the bathroom, put the heat patch on and hobbled out. Um, the pain was really, really bad. But you have to push through it. I know... You know, people say, you know, pain is a warning sign for something. But I knew what the pain was, so it was fine. I took a paracetamol and it eased a little bit. 
Um, and also, you was on your period, like, oh my gosh. Well, yeah, that's what I mean. I knew that, what the pain was. Yeah, yeah, you was on your period. And also, like, again, because you were doing it by, like, everything around you was normal, innit? Mm, yeah. Everything around you was normal. And, like, I guess that's why, especially London Marathon, like, where you literally have every single corner of London, like, cheering you yeah. and willing you want to do well like yeah no matter how you're feeling you're like bruh these people are out for me they don't know you from adam but yeah, people calling me. your name but like <laughs> there was there was none of that so no in my mind i kind of feel like whatever you was feeling i don't know maybe you can say agree or not mm. but whatever you was feeling you will feel it times two worse because yeah <laughs> You don't, there was that encouragement wasn't there. No, you know because people would bib on the cars and then they'd drive off. They'd go. It's like, All right, <laughs> so like okay, yeah. And yeah, you came for stretches, and Millie came for stretches. Um, but if I've ever had to draw on my own strength, I had to do it yesterday. I really had to draw up from somewhere the will the fight to keep going. Um, and I think this is why people do things for charity because when you're feeling low, you've got to have a why. Why am I yeah, doing this? some kind of a What purpose. is this for exactly? Yeah. So I can understand the charity runners were probably thinking, you know, this is helping children with cancer or this is helping, you know, people with spina bifida or this is helping, you know, um, cancer treatment. This is helping diabetes whoever and whatever this is helping someone I'm raising money I'm doing something and I decided not to fundraise because I thought you know it's virtual when the real thing comes around quote unquote the real thing then yes of course because then people can come out and support but you, you got this place through the ballot though anyway yeah didn't through you? the ballot yeah okay. so the pain was really bad and then running with you and walking with you was good. And we talked and there were some times where we and were we both laughed. quiet. And we laughed. Do you remember, um, who remembers Supermarket Sweep? <laughs> 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 we were singing the theme tune to Supermarket Sweep. Check it out. Check, Check it out. out. <laughs> Check it out. Check it out. <laughs> and our favourite song, oh. Certified Freak. Woo! Seven, seven days, days a week. week. <laughs> du, du, du. Bleep, Make bleep. Something, something Woo. weak. Ooh. Yeah. There's a house. In the house. In the house. In the house. Yeah. Yeah, we had fun. So, yeah, again, like I said, none of us exist in isolation and having Vinny with me, having you with me really lifted my spirits. And I think, I'm not sure if I'd do another virtual race. Um, so that was, yeah, that was going to be a question that I was going to yeah. ask. Well, I'll get to because, uh, that at the end then. Because this hasn't been your first virtual race. No, it? no. I did the virtual race to the stones. And basically they, you could choose the distance and you had a week to do it. So I decided to do that one just to keep the miles in my legs and keep myself accountable. But because I had a week to do it, it was fine. I chose a half marathon. So I did two to three miles a day. So that helped me keep keep accountable. It helped to keep my weight in check. Um, it helped just to keep the miles ticking over. So I enjoyed that because it was spread out. But as I said, you know, the London Marathon said, this is your pace, your way. And you had 24 hours to do this one. But like I said, due to the conditions, I decided to just, you know, get it done. Even though I must admit, I did take a break in between. I came back home and, you know, used the loo and hung about and ate a banana. But yeah, so miles 17 to 19 was really really difficult I was sort of in and out of pain and at one point the rain ramped up so much 
my trainers were wet, my socks was wet, my underwear was wet, literally everything was wet. Um, my hair, Vinny, you know, if you want to know the truth, <laughs> <laughs> don't ask her because she'll tell you the truth she was like oh my god your hair look at your hair Mm-mm, look at your hair and I was like I know I know I'm sorry um but you know what it's fine because it was raining and my hair looked like trash but you know I got to a point where I thought you know what can I do it and I was like yes you can you can and you will You've put yourself in this position. You wanted to do this, so do it. If you don't want to do it, go home. But I'm a sucker for a good medal and a T-shirt. So I thought, you know what? And I don't like to give up. If I know I can do something, I'll feel like I've cheated on myself. So I thought, you know what? And to be fair, if you're going to start this thing and you're already wet and everything like that, mm. why are you going to quit now? Exactly. Just do it. Just I'd never forgive it. myself, yeah, because I'd be like, well, you know what? Hard things are hard things. And if you know something's going to be hard, at least you can be prepared for it. And I was. I was wearing the right stuff. But it's just, you know, adjusting yourself to the conditions, really. And so I got to mile 1920, where most people are like, okay, this is the wall. For me, it's not the wall as such. For me, it's like things are starting to shut down now. (laughs) So uh, to me, when people say the wall, okay, yeah, it's when you're kind of depleted and you feel like you can't go anymore. But to me, you can climb over a wall or you can shimmy over a wall. Um... Or you can push through it if you're Steven Seagal or, I don't know, Chuck Norris or whatever, or in a steamroller. But for me, it was just like, right, okay, if I can get to 20, I can get to 21. If I can get to 21, I can get to 23. And so I turned my music up even louder. But then because of there was so much water... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> one of my oh, earphones God. stopped working so I was like what else is going to happen now so I said you know what forget it so I took them out and I just walked and you know a lot of people say walk or run the mile you're in don't think ahead too far because if you're at mile 23 and you think I've got another three to go for some people that's like I do three miles in my lunch break or I did three miles a couple of days ago, it's nothing. Where psychologically to some people, three miles is, you might as well say, you've got another 10 miles. So it all depends on your psychology. But for me, I have to stay where I am and just concentrate on one foot in front of the other. And the good thing about the app was that at every mile point, um, Paula Radcliffe, or I think it's Steve Cram, would give you a pep talk and they'd say, right, you've got to this mile, you're doing great. Okay, this mile is where the wall comes. Or, you know, if you were running the race, you'd be at Big Ben now. So there was a lot of encouragement from them, which I thought was a really good thing from Mm. the app. I really enjoyed that. And I really looked forward to the next mile marker. But bearing in mind to try and stay within the mile that I was in rather than thinking ahead too much. So I get to mile 25 now and I get a call from Vinny and she's like, right, I'm coming to meet you at the end of the road. So I turn and she's there and like, I'm so excited. And I'm like, have you got the battery pack? And she said, and this is the one, yeah, this is the one time that I flopped because I was running with the battery pack before, but because it was so close to the end, I was like, oh, well, she picked her phone up, then her phone's going to be fine. So I was just like, I don't need to carry it, it's fine. Um, But unfortunately, I didn't carry it (laughs) and her phone died. (laughs) So yeah. So on the app, so basically I was tracking her on the app. I was tracking that on the app and on the app, it said that she was at 25.43 miles or something. Yeah. Which would mean that she's got 0.6, 0.8-ish miles. So less than a mile to go, in it? Yeah. 
So I'm just like, oh, we can do this. We can do this. So we just ran from where we were. In my head, where we were running to would be about 0.8 miles. And your watch also, because thank goodness you had a watch. Yes, Garmin. So by the time we hit the destination that we're supposed to be at, um, it said that you'd completed... The yeah. marathon. Yeah. But on the app, it basically <laughs> looked like you didn't. <laughs> yeah. So basically, all I'm trying to say is, yeah, is that if any of the London Marathon people are listening and you're going to try not send her medal because the app, for me, said that she didn't finish it or that she done 25.4 miles. There will be trouble. There'll be trouble because she did do the mileage. And you can't... De- I'm sorry. Anyone who decided to do that marathon yesterday, you can't deny them anything. No. Otherwise, a fight will break out. I listen, will just be fighting people. Listen. You like, that was so... Like, I personally... I don't think I would have done that. And you know I'm quite... What, the virtual race? The virtual... Let me be specific. A marathon, virtually. I I don't think I would have done a marathon. Mm. And... Here's the thing. Because, obviously, with corona... Should I call it corona or COVID? I just like to call it corona because it sounds like... <laughs> it sounds a bit more jazzy. <laughs> like, COVID's like... COVID, Ugh. yeah, gonna, like push my glasses up my nose, <laughs> even though this thing, this thing is like just annoying little bitch <laughs> that I wish would just go away. Wish but anyway, go away. like because of Corona, like I kind of feel like virtual racing, you know, it might become a thing. Like it, yeah, for cert for certain things coming up for certain races and and stuff like that, it mm. may be a thing, or it may just be like. Um, race events are postponed or cancelled but yeah I obviously this is your second one what my second your second virtual race yes I don't think I would have done it really yeah well and I don't think I would have done it because because it's like it's the race experience. Like, yeah. So for me, like run, especially when you're running them kind of distances there, mm. like if it was a 5K or a 10K. Yeah. I think that's kind of different. But a marathon, like those big boy races, it is the whole package. It's the whole experience. Yeah. And especially like I was saying earlier, London, well, like most marathons, and especially a world major, it's like such an event. It is, yeah. Like it's some people like all pack pack their pack lunch and they're out yeah. for the whole, like do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like a, it's a destination thing, like it's a big event. Yeah, because when we came to watch you, there was a group next to us. I mean, with my sandwiches. little girl was in a buggy. And they're, they're big. They had they had champagne and, and they were sh- like, do you, do you see what I mean? Do you want a glass of champagne? They're I was like, I won't say no. Like, yeah. it's a proper, proper thing. It is. And I think running virtually or having a race virtually, like you, you miss out on that. And like, I just basically wouldn't pay my money mm. to... And this is no shade to like anyone who's done it yesterday no, no. or yourself. No, this is your personal I feeling. Feel so like that's fine. I, I wouldn't want to pay and then not have that experience. Yeah. And then also like, what was I going to say? What was I going to say? I lost my train of thought. But basically, I just wouldn't want to do that. And especially like you said, how you got your, your thing through a ballot. Mm-hmm. Like, if it was like I just bought my race place or I got it through a ballot or whatever, yeah. Like, <laughs> even if you got it the normal way and you was doing the race the normal way, you wouldn't have a bigger purpose other than to just do it. Yeah. Even without anyone, like you, like you, <laughs> what what is the reason? What's the reason? What's you see, that's reason? why I didn't. You see, that's why I stuck out and said, "All right, if I'm gonna do it." I don't want to take people's charity money. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to do that. I mean... I feel like if I was doing it for charity, I'd kind of feel 
a bit more like, okay, like I've got a bigger reason to like do it. Yeah. Let me just do it. But yeah, I don't think virtual racing is for me unless it's like a shorter distance or where it's something where I feel like I don't need the whole experience. Mm. But I think marathons are such a long way that like, you kind of need the whole experience. Well, you do. I mean, I'm speaking for myself, but I, it's like I said before, it's like a day event. It's like a whole day event. So mm. you want the whole package, or at least I do anyway. I would want do the whole package. Well, having and done like, it, I even agree. Like seeing you out there and everybody else and a few other people that I follow on Instagram that were out there, like props to you lot, because it it was hard, hard mm. not having anyone. And that's why I was like, I have to, I have to come out. Even though she, Natalie was trying to tell me, oh no, don't come. You don't have to come. Blah. I know I don't have to come. Mm. No, because the weather, I wouldn't I know have, I don't have to come, but I wouldn't you understand have, what I wouldn't it have made is to anyone go out in that weather. You apart understand from what it, it is to have the support. Yeah. So, knowing all of those conditions, why would you not want to then go and support someone? Mm. You think if I, if I saw another marathon runner when I left you that I would just leave them? Yeah. I mean, I didn't see another marathon runner, but if I did, like I'd run with them. Yeah, because I was it's grateful. Lonely. Yeah, it it's was lonely. at points. And it, it then makes it harder. Yeah. Because like you said, then the fight really has to come from somewhere else. Like you really have to draw on something else mm. to to keep you going and stuff. Well, I think that's the takeaway from it that I learned of some valuable lessons about myself. I but think, yeah, on the, on the flip side, mm. again, like you, because you have to like draw in that inner strength, it just goes to show that, like you are strong enough to yeah to withstand certain things and push through mm. to the end because I think it's you don't get to see a lot what you're made of mm. and it might seem quite dramatic but when you have nothing all you have like is yourself mm. you have to g yourself up you have to bring yourself along I mean mm. it was really nice at one point running down the common um and this place is famous for runners and you know people were running up next to me and saying oh how are you doing how much more have you got to go well good luck and if I in turn saw anybody with the race bib on I'd wave to them and say good luck keep going looking strong whatever and yeah there were points where I felt really really low and I had to find it within myself to keep going and to g myself along and I think, like, I was laying in bed last night, crippled with pain. And I was like, I'm glad I did it, but I wouldn't do it again. That was my next question. Would you do another virtual um, marathon or virtual race again? No. Well, that was two questions. Would you do another virtual marathon again? No. Would you do another virtual race again? Yes. Okay, well, elaborate. Well, like you mentioned earlier, 5K, 10K, not a problem. You do that in your training session. I mean, even when you're marathon training, you don't really cover the full distance anyway. And you're aware in your mind that this is a training session so you've already got that picture in your head. So you're not looking for support. You're not looking for a crowd. You know, you're doing what you have to do with an end goal in sight in a couple of weeks. And then you taper back. But actually doing a marathon with no crowd support. Um, you know, the atmosphere that you get. It's not there. I mean... I love it when you're going to races, you get up in the morning and you've, you've gone on public transport and you see other people and like, yeah. are you going, are you going? And you it might be a bit that, lost. like hype, that anticipation. Yeah. And like, ooh, yeah. almost a little bit like anxiety, but it's, yes, it's in a nice way. it's good, way. Yeah. it's positive. It's positive, yeah. yeah. And it's the whole build up to it. 
it's not just the thing itself. It's yeah. everything that surrounds it and encompasses what it means for that day. Because yeah. it is a, an all day thing, whether you do it in two hours or eight hours. Like you were saying, it's a whole event for family and friends and everything. So with that being said, you do not get the marathon experience. And I feel sad for anyone if this is their first experience. Mm. Well, sad and happy. Sad that obviously there's no crowds, Mm. but happy that if they decide to do another one, they're going to have a great time. They're going to be like, wow yeah they'll have this a great was brilliant. time yeah yeah hopefully it's not put them off yeah i much. hope not i hope not and the thing is looking on social media and everything whether you were fast or slow or in between everybody struggled yeah everybody it was, a hard, it was hard it was a hard one so yeah answering your question uh would i do a marathon distance no would i do any other distance yes i would yeah um and yeah, I wouldn't take charity money for it because it just doesn't feel right to me. No shade to anybody that did because I'm sure they worked things out with the charities and people were happy to sponsor them as people normally are. But I just didn't feel, feel in good conscience to do it. But next year I'll be hitting people up for their money. Gosh. when the real deal is on but a lot of the marathon majors um i know the chicago marathon did virtual boston did virtual i think pretty much all of them did virtual races mm. but one runner um that i follow on instagram i think he described virtual races as the emperor's new clothes really because mm. what are you what are you actually getting i mean yes you do get the race t-shirt and you do get the medal but it's more than that. Mm. And that little nugget, that thing is an essential thing that you completely miss out on mm. virtually. I mean, I understand why race organisers have offered it. And I think it is a good thing if that is what you like to do. Because, mm. for instance, if you've got anxiety and you don't like crowds, this is perfect for you. <laughs> yeah. You know, some people really don't like crowds they love running they love racing but the idea of being surrounded with so many people Mm. scares them a little bit because they've got anxiety issues and you know I really feel for people like that you know Mm. but virtual racing may be ideal for them but not for me I need people shouting at me and saying come on and do you know what like I need that (laughs) I would do virtual race so i really wanted to do the speed project the virtual um speed project but i didn't have a team but the idea of that is like you're with people you've got a team in it so it's you kind of still have that buzz and that camaraderie because you're in a team so a race like that i i wouldn't mind doing virtually um because it's almost how it would be on the course because you will still have those people. How many people in a team? I don't know, six or something. Do you have to be fast? No. Oh. Well, you you got you got no you don't. <laughs> you just got you got to try and cover the distance in the quickest time possible. Yeah, so Okay. Oh, I think that's how it goes. Um just google it, man. <laughs> I did no because you know no, what? you have I told I have. you about this I, yeah. I don't even remember how how I came across but this um race but I remember watching like a film or a video about it yeah and then it became a thing and then I think the man came to run them one time or we video chatted him or something like that and he was like yeah you guys should like jump on and do this thing and then a few of my friends done it um and said it was like absolutely crazy wow um but yeah and I really really wanted to do it and then obviously corona came and changed the game mm. um but yeah a race like that like I wouldn't mind doing virtually because I still I still have a crew of people yeah and there's the camaraderie you know? with the you know with your um, crew but um yeah yeah I I yeah I don't think I'll do mm. it but it was an experience. It was and an a experience, and like props to everybody who 
did it yesterday and completed it. Big up yourself. Or even if you didn't complete it, like just yeah. the act of starting or having the will to do it anyway. Like it's, it's a big step, it's a big thing. Definitely. And it shouldn't be kind of like poo-pooed away if you didn't finish it. And funny enough, um, we had like our regular Monday meeting at work and they all knew I was doing it. And like, I logged into the Zoom call and they were like, nah, how'd you do, how'd you do? And for the first time ever, nobody asked me about time. Oh, fantastic. For the first time, they were like, oh my gosh, you went out in that, you ran in that. How did it go? That is amazing. You finished it nobody cared about time. They mm. just cared that I survived. That you survived. <laughs> yes. It was like a battlefield out there. I it was. I can't even it lie. Was. The way the rain was just licking me in my forehead. Oh, Lord. <laughs> yeah, it was... There was one point where it was just all up in my eyes and I couldn't see. And <laughs> It I was rain and, and sweat I had, I had and my hair gel. In. And normally the, the contacts... I was going to call them the contact lens people. <laughs> <laughs> right. The obtrition. Yes. Of obtrition. Of what? <laughs> I can't speak. And who's tied over here? I'm the optician. Tied. The optician. Yeah. Um, but hold on. <laughs> are the people that do um, contact lenses, are they called something else? Oh, well. I don't know. I have to Google that. But Maybe they're called the contact lens people, <laughs> like you said. But... Okay, so basically they're like, oh yeah, like make sure you like you take them out when you go in the shower or you don't get that water in your eyes. I was like, bro, I'm going to have some next disease in my eye the way the rain was just hitting <laughs> yeah. me in my face. Yeah, <laughs> totally. And then bits of leaf coming, dropping yeah, out the it, trees. It was a lot, man. It was a lot. Yeah. So, well done to everybody that ran. Absolutely. And if you didn't run, I hope that you feel inspired yeah. I really hope you feel inspired. Um, Definitely. Yeah. I enjoyed it. It was hard, but, you know, it shows you how adaptable you can be as a person. You know, you've got a situation in front of you and then something happens and then you're like, right, okay, I've got to deal with it. And I know this is low level compared to the big things that people have in their lives, but it's just an example of how you got to adapt and move and shape to your situation. Mm. Because literally, you know, having period pain cramps, like my body was like, what are we doing here? Like when you're in this situation, there's normally a hot water bottle, a warm drink, Netflix is involved. Why are you moving? Why, why are you even <laughs> vertical? You should be horizontal right now. <laughs> And I literally had to tell myself, no, we are doing this and we're doing this today. Don't mess with me. <laughs> <laughs> so I literally had to talk to myself yeah. and get myself through it. But I have to say, <clears throat> my crew were brilliant. There was only two of them, but the two of them could have been 10 of them. Uh, the way they rallied round me, the way they cared for me, looked after me, you know, kept me going was fantastic. I can't thank them enough. Loved them to bits. Um, I really could not have done it without them because, you, you know. You could really. Yeah. Okay. I could, but it would have been, if this was like 90% pain, it would have been 100%. Just for having a familiar face, like I said, you know, or like we both said, you've gone out somewhere and you see a familiar face or someone you haven't seen for a long time. And then it just, you know, all is right with the world. And that's how I felt with my crew. They were fantastic. And yeah, they made the experience for me. Um, yeah, they missed nothing out. And yeah, they really made my day. I would encourage people to at least try a virtual race if they feel so inclined. Um, again, if you do have anxiety issues, it may be a good thing for you. Um, yeah, maybe try a five or 10K. Um, as I've said, a marathon is a different beast, but you know, each to their own. 
I've done it and I've reported back to you guys and I've let you know how I feel about it. So, you know, join the conversation. You know all our social media bits and bobs. Get involved. Drop us a line. Excuse me. You have to remind them. That's your bit. Because, you know, I don't know know all the bits. I've had enough. I've had enough. Stay connected and join the conversation. At Relatively Fit Pod on Instagram. You should know this. I'll remember for next time. Allow me, I'm in pain. Not an excuse. Bye. (laughs) Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.